1: Welcome to another episode of the 49ers Rush Podcast. I'm your host, John Chapman, and how does it feel to be 5-0? The 49ers go on the road. The defending uh, division slash conference winners in the Los Angeles Rams, and man, um, that was awesome. That was such a great game. So what we've got for you today, we're going to be breaking down just kind of a live reaction show. Um, Talking about the good, the bad, uh, the um, amazingly well, uh, good things that just took place, that was incredible, and I have to say, you know, I took the family out there, and again, why this one's so late, Um, I apologize to that, but took the family out to the game at the Coliseum, and man... It was, at worst, a 50-50 split 49ers and Rams fans. Uh, we dominated that thing. And if you listen to any of the post-game press conferences, with whether it was Jimmy Garoppolo, Sherman, Buckner, um, every single person, Robert Sayla, um the head coach, everybody talked about... The Faithful showed up. Uh, It was almost like a home game for them. It it was hilarious. Um, You know, whenever it was third down and the Rams were out there, which, holy cow, I've never seen such a dominating performance um, just on third down and fourth downs. uh, The Rams are held to go 0-4-9 on third down conversions and 0 for 4 on fourth down they didn't convert one third or one fourth down ever the whole game (laughs) that that is very very rare to say the least and I think a lot of it had to do with the crowd the energy level was bananas and they were making audibles on third down Jared Goff and he was having to use hand signals because people couldn't hear um and it was awesome. You know, the LA takeover was a real thing. it had an absolute blast. <laughs> I went to five different tailgate parties before the game, um, and if you could tell my voice, I've been screaming a little bit. Uh, I was pretty inebriated during the first quarter, second quarter, because of all the tailgating parties. It was amazing. Uh, there were just 49ers fans everywhere. The energy level before, during, and after the game was wonderful. I mean, it was intoxicating. Uh, my kids ate it up. We had an absolute blast. It was wonderful. Um, So if you have any questions, please let me know. Uh, Throw them up on the uh, chat there. We're going to just go question by question, talk through the game, um, and just kind of break this down. Now, here's the deal. A couple things I do want to say. The 49ers continue to win defensively. Um, we still not have a allow- The 49ers have not allowed anybody to get past 20 points throughout the entire season. Still, it's incredible. And the Rams scored seven points. Yes, I understand they're without Todd Gurley, but whatever. Um, they were a top five offense in points per game and yards per game. Not this week and a lot of that had to do with what the 49ers were doing defensively because they were just getting after everybody. Now, they came out, the Rams did, they ran nine straight times and got their only touchdown on their very first drive. I And I, it, it was interesting because where we were sitting, we were behind um, in the end zone, and so you could see the mechanics. They ran straight at um, DJ Jones, like, I think it was four out of the first five plays just straight at him. Just double teamed them, blew him off the ball, blew off the ball, blew off the ball. Um, they go in and score. DJ Jones doesn't go back out there to the third or fourth series, and he responded very, very well. Uh, you know, you... you you allow that touchdown to take place, that's got to hurt your pride because they just literally just stuffed the ball down our throats that first drive. But the way in which that the defense responded on the sidelines and whenever they went back out there was incredible because they couldn't do anything after that. So it, that was one of the things that was just like a huge takeaway was how the defense responded now uh, whenever you look at the passing game for our defensive line was incredible a question here from drew how did bosa look today um not much in the box score i wasn't able to watch the game bosa did a great job the problem was he was matched up with um andrew whitworth one of the best pass protecting less tackle uh, left tackles in the nfl so um you don't want to knock Bosa for like a quote-unquote bad game, but the the way that this game, and again, if you listen to our scouting report episode, it was, we are going to, it's going to have to be the inside or on the defensive left side, not the defensive right side where Bosa lined up, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, D Ford, even though he didn't get a lot of snaps, he was out there making plays. Shoot, Solomon Thomas got a sack from the interior, ladies and gentlemen, so tip of the cap to that guy, that was amazing. Um, he even got some snaps on the outside which they ran it right at him he lost contain that's when they got down to the one that we took him out then <laughs> we got the goal line stuff um we just gotta stop playing that guy at the end uh, that's all there is to it. I, I don't know what else there is it was really funny because whenever he ran out there uh, a guy like three rows behind me goes solomon thomas is in at the end are you kidding me <laughs> like, um anyway that was uh, rather comical now flip side how did the newbie tackles hold up today on the outside? Our left and right tackle, Daniel Brunskill, Justin School, they did great. They did great. Now, Aaron Donald did get a sack off the edge against Justin School. He he got two sacks in the game, but one of them was against uh, Justin School on the edge. Um, I'm going to have to go back and watch a lot of the film, but overall, they did great. Now, if you look at the team stats Things didn't look really that great, um, you know, from a rushing perspective. I said that the number one key to the game was if the 49ers can have 40 rush attempts or more, they get the W. How many rush attempts did they have? 41. On the nose. Uh, Now, were they efficient? No. This was our least efficient running game of the season, but it didn't matter. We had 41 rushing attempts for 99 yards. That's only 2.4 yards per carry, but it didn't matter because we managed the game, and we controlled the game, and we kept converting on third downs. We did throw the ball a lot more than we usually do. Jimmy Garoppolo goes 24 for 33, but it it was a manageable, um, just... The drives just kept going and kept going and kept going. And and that's what you wanted because their offense was on the side getting frustrated because they couldn't get the drives going, and our offense was sustaining drives. So they were on the sidelines most of the time. It, it was wonderful, absolutely wonderful. Great game from Jimmy Garoppolo, um, Tevin Coleman. I was really surprised. Yeah. You know, I tweeted this out during the game. I am not – I don't understand why – um, our head coach loves Tevin Coleman so much, especially in the red zone. I, I don't get it. Um, and, and the one drive that we ended up having the interception, you know, he cost us, he could have scored twice. One was the drop pass. That was just ridiculous. And then the other one was, I think it was on third and one or second and one. Um, he just kind of gave up a little bit. He was running hard, but he didn't really create anything at all or any space seemed like he could have gotten easily. I don't understand why we don't give the ball to Matt Breida on the goal line. I really do believe he is the best back. Um, you know, Tevin Coleman had 18 carries to Matt Breida's 13, and I know I'm nitpicking here because this was a wonderful game, a huge win. We're 5-0. Oh, that's amazing. But, at the same time, uh, this is what teams do as well. They self-scout. And so, once the game's over, they go back and they look and they said, hey, we won the game. That's wonderful, but how can we make this better long-term? Um, I really do believe Matt Breida, um, they're kind of capping his touches and his carries. So, which is interesting. Uh, you take that For what you want, I'm really uh, next question right here. Seem like a lot of Niners injuries today. Are we okay health wise? Yeah, two of the big injuries that took place. Quan Williams had a hand injury, um, is what Kyle Shanahan said. Not sure the severity of that, but man, he played wonderful. You know the the it was kind of great because you had the number one slot wide receiver in Cooper Cup versus the number one slot corner according to Pro Football Focus and a lot of different ranks out there in Quan Williams. There is no doubt who won that battle. <laughs> Kwon Williams balled out and shut him down. Yeah, he had a couple of catches. That's fine. But Cooper Cup was playing like a top three wide receiver in the NFL. Not just a slot guy. I, you Look at his metrics. Um, you know, 40-plus catches, 500 yards, four touchdowns. And he did nothing. He was shut down completely in the slot. And a lot of that had to do with Kwan. Um Now, we look at the outside. Richard Sherman went down for one drive. Um, He came up and made an awesome tackle on third down, and he had a stinger. Um, He he kind of Kept his knee. Refs came over, stopped the game. He went over to the sideline, but he was back out there the very next series, and he seemed fine. If you watch the press game conference, he is his usual Richard Sherman self, uh, bringing a lot of kind of sass and stuff. Um, it, one of my favorite comments that he made was, as he was leaving, he's like, "DeForest Buckner's coming up here next. Make sure you give his suit a round of applause," which was wonderful. Uh, you, you you just got to love the attitude that this guy brings. It, it's wonderful. Um, Let's see here. I know that Derek uh, Ciapala is freaking that system quarterback statement now. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, People are talking about all that kind of stuff. That's whatever. I was on a couple different Rams podcast and I made a comment that it actually went okay you know and I'm not trying to like any bad blood here with Derek in the uh, one of the 49ers podcast or one of the Rams podcast and I said you know I think Jared Goff is a system quarterback I think that he fits perfectly with what they're trying to do but and they got a little upset but that's okay we kind of talked through it and I <laughs> helped them understand Jared Goff is wonderful if he doesn't have pressure and there's space to throw to. His arm is, wonder- is wonderful, but if he has to get off of his first or second read, that's when problems happen. Now, if, if we look at what his numbers were, 13 of 24 for 78 yards, yikes. That's a 60 quarterback rating. Now, the one thing that they were able to do was to mitigate turnovers. You know, we, we got the forced fumble, which was wonderful, but – you know, we were able to limit a very, very explosive offense on the road. We're now 3-0 and on the road, uh, which is probably one of the most important stats as far as if you just look from a standings point of view, it, it, that's remarkable. You know, and again, because this was our first division game, you know, we're in first place, 5-0. and Seahawks eked out a victory against the Browns, who we destroyed. But the Seahawks, that's just kind of how they win football games, always down to one of the last... Uh, one or two possessions they're five and one so we're only a half game ahead of seattle um and if the way you look at it right now probably the 49ers and the seahawks are the top two teams in the nfc um i you know you have new orleans who's wonderful still without drew Brees, and then you have the green bay packers who are four and one they're going to play on monday night but 5-0 Five and 49ers, five and one Seattle. Those two teams kind of are standing out above everybody else. The Rams now fall to two, uh, three and three. They're at five hundred, so we are a full two and a half games. A full two and a half games. That doesn't make any sense. Two and a half games above them. The Cardinals two, three and one. They got a victory as well. Our division's winning a lot of games, but if you just look at the NFC ch- standings right now, we could theoretically lose two games and still be a wild card team. So we are conti- We're starting to build. Build a little bit of a buffer between us and everybody else. In our schedule, you want to take it a game at a time. But, man, we are playing the Washington Redskins next week, who are atrocious. They are 1-5, one, one of the worst teams. Their only victory barely came against the Miami Dolphins this week. So, if you... Are <laughs> You've got to be ecstatic Uh, looking at the schedule. We have the Redskins, and then we have uh, the Carolina Panthers who have won four in a row with their new quarterback. So that's going to be interesting, but it's in a San Fran game. But, you know, that's one of those key games – um, you know, we keep getting tested, and the comments have always been we're going to find out this week. We're going to find out this week. Who are these 49ers? Well, guess what? We're a pretty damn good football team. And a 5 and 0, oh, undefeated, that is just awesome. So, uh, love it. It's been an awesome week. couple more questions that I want to throw out there uh, at Josh Chapman. Man, that was fast. Forrest Gump got nothing on you. Thank you. I think our, our IQ levels are about the same pace as well. But uh, as soon as the game was over we jumped on the train to get home pretty quick Uh, i wanted to get this episode out here so and we're going to have four uh, episodes this week so it's going to be a busy week so if you haven't already make sure you hit that like button and hit the bell Uh, the bell is huge because that's going to make sure that you are with us whenever we have our live shows and you don't miss anything um let's see here what week do you guys uh do you think We'll get guys off IR and be at full strength. I don't know if we're gonna be at full strength the rest of season. Um, as of right now, the two players that I think that will return from IR is gonna be Contavious Street. I think he'll be ready. If we activate him or not is a totally different story. You know, if we look at our inactives, you know, Julian Taylor. We have depth at the D-line. Thankfully, we haven't really had any injuries up front on the defensive line. So the priority to bring Street back really isn't that big of a deal. You're looking at week 9 is when he would probably come back, 9 to 10. Um, But our wide receivers, that's probably our biggest need. Ideally, the priority... I would say would be Jalen Hurd, then Trent Taylor. But uh, yeah, I think if Kyle Shanahan could pick which two players he would get back off of IR, it would be those two. Again, remember, um, McGlinchey, School, or sorry, McGlinchey and Joe Staley and Yuseck—they're not on IR. So you're looking at that week nine to ten range when we could have, if no other injuries take place. As close to full strength as we're going to get. the NFL, there's a lot of injuries. Um, And again, same thing with Witherspoon. He's going to be coming back as well. And we have to give credit. Holy cow. You could have said last week maybe was a fluke for Emmanuel Mosley. He came out and did it again. (laughs) Who did it? He's guarded Odell Beckham Jr. and Brandon Cooks in back-to-back weeks and played amazing. Didn't give up a catch. Just did wonderful. So uh, awesome job. A lot of people keep surprising and showing out and making sure that this defense continues where's the weakness you want to talk about the safeties Joukowsky Tart is playing unreal he's playing his best football of his entire career and the problem has always been you know I've given it I've been pretty hard on Tart and it's always been because you see these flashes and then he makes this huge mistake consistency is the truest metric of perfection or of greatness, right? Uh, That's a Robert Saylor quote that he's used several times. He is now finally consistent. Now, he's not making all the huge splash plays. He's making a few of them. But Tart is showing up consistently, and he's not losing little bitty things. Um, His tackling angles are perfect. He's not missing tackles that way. He's not blowing outside contain whenever he's that seventh defender in the box. Um, He's not uh, losing on double moves. He's engaging whenever he's guarding the wide receiver or the tight end or running back without drawing penalties. So He's kept the kind of top-ceiling approach to football, and he's just he's eliminated a lot of the bad plays. If he continues doing that, holy cow, man, because there's no weaknesses there's no weaknesses on this defense perhaps uh, probably the biggest weakness is just that interior spot not to force Buckner but whoever's lined up beside him but man Solomon Thomas looked wonderful this today he looked great uh, got the sack from the interior spot um, I, I I called him out last week and I said man I really want Solomon Thomas starting that interior spot I, I think we can kind of figure that out but um it's it's what it is um let's see here. Uh, Next question, maybe it's just me, but I'm feeling that Breida's touches are going to start declining, which saddens me. What do you think? This is one of the things that I disagree with Kyle Shanahan on completely, as I said earlier. Matt Breida is the number one running back for this team. The fact that Tevin Coleman was the starter, quote-unquote, and got more touches and got more snaps really bothered me this week. The only way that I could justify it is they're saying, look, Breida is so efficient and he constantly is banged up, Let's just cap them at 13 to 15 touches, and that's going to be it. We'll get everybody else going, and we'll just kind of see what that is. Um, Now, I will say this, and, you know, if you follow us in our betting, you know, we took a swing for the fences this week, and I missed it. I'm I'm going to be very, very honest. Uh, over at mybookie.ag, use promo code 49ers, I told you my bet of the week, which it was a tough one. The odds were uh, plus 595, I think. Uh, Brito would get 80 yards, a touchdown, and the 49ers win, and he didn't get in on the goal line, and he didn't get that 80 yards. So that is on me. Um, so that that's a bummer, and I apologize. I'm going to do a lot more work this week, and I'm going to get something out for you guys as well betting this week. But I also told you to stay away from the over. I, I told you Don't bet that. And I did tell you uh, to get in on the 49ers just covering the spread. You know, we were given points. If you bet with us early on, we got in at plus plus three and a half points. So covered completely. So we still made money this week, uh, which is awesome. So whenever you have a bad week and you still make money, you got to be really happy with that. So what you need to do is head over to mybookie.ag, use promo code 49ers. They're going to double your initial deposit. My book is the number one betting site. Um, you know we, We've partnered with them for a long time, and I reached out to them because I've used them for a long time, and I trust them. So if you head over there and you start making bets, here's the cool thing, because if you just want to jump in on the bets that we highlight each week, that's awesome, um, and you could do it with no money. If you just want to start your account, you can paper bet, which means it's free bets, but it still tracks it like it's real money. If you want to throw down $5 of fake money on there and see how that pays out and all that stuff, they have that. My bookie is so easy to use. And again, when you win, you get your money out. So I'll be back with you guys some more betting throughout this week. But uh, it's going to be fun. I, I I love betting during the football season. It just makes the game so much more fun. Uh, next question. Here we go. How did Pettis look? Pettis had his best game of the year, not close. Um, One, he was the starter, and his snaps, we'll have to wait till the snap counts stuff come out, but I would be willing, willing to bet that he led all wide receivers in snaps again, which would put him at, I think, three out of the five games this year he has led the team in snaps. He only got two snaps the first game, but since then, he has been the wide receiver one. But here's the issue, and this was brought up a few times on Twitter as well. This system does not value the wide receiver like other NFL teams do. A couple reasons. One, they're blocking <laughs> kind of fullbacks on the edge. That's kind of how we do it. Even the small guys like Breida um, or you know, Richie James or whatever, they are great blockers. So Pettis had a great game from a blocking standpoint and we were able to extend a couple runs. But he had two big third down catches in the first quarter. Um, just came up huge, uh, huge on those two plays, which. That's what we need to do. Again, with Pettis, it's all psychological, right? That's the only thing we have to be concerned about. But the way in which he's responded in these clutch moments, that builds confidence. You build sustainable confidence over the long haul, then we have a lot of uh, things to work with. But the fact that he's doing it whenever it's a clutch moment, that is very, very key. So um, very, very happy with how Pettis played this week. Um you know, he had three catches on six targets for 45 yards. But again, back to the way in which that Kyle Shanahan's using the wide receiver core. They're not getting a lot of targets. And it's going to be George Kittle and Matt Breida and Tevin Coleman. I mean, Kittle had the most targets. And then our running backs were the, you know, two of the top five targeted players. Three of the top five targeted players were as a tight end and two running backs. And so... What you're going to do with those wide receivers is you're going to try to create difficult man matchups with Dante Pettis and Debo Samuel and Marquise Goodwin because of the speed and the separation they can create. So what you have to do is you have to give help over the top. And if you don't do that, then the slant routes and the go routes, that's the big thing. But what the, the Rams did is they kept two safeties back a lot of times or they put a linebacker... Um, jumping out to the flats to help with that inside leverage on those routes with the outside man coverage so because of that that's going to open up some running and that's exactly what Kyle Shanahan wants to do he's got a motion 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 so that you can't um, keep a safety over the top of the guy you want to you're gonna have to flex a lot of different guys out into almost like a cloud coverage and that allows you to run the ball better now were we efficient in the run game hell no we were not where we able to convert third downs yes and that's what's key there because again if you look at the metrics and the numbers that we have just the team stats again they went 0 for 9 on third down we went 8 for 17 you always want to be slightly above um, 500 or 50 percent there so we were a little bit off but we were one for one on fourth down so that bounce, that's what you want and so if you combine their third down and their fourth down they were over 13. We were nine for 18, exactly 50%. So that's kind of what you want there. Um, yeah, the Goodwin drop was huge. It wasn't the best pass, but he still, even though he slowed down and the ball was behind him, it hit him both hands in the palms of both hands, and he still had separation. Man, if he would have caught that and walked into the end zone, it, I think this game would have turned into a blowout pretty damn quick. And so the fact that we can beat a team like the Rams that were in the Super Bowl last year, despite um, the interception in the goal line, Um, despite the fumble when we were trying to put the game away, despite the dropped walk-in touchdown play, we still won by 13. (laughs) <laughs> and how long is this going to continue? I don't know. But we've got to enjoy this. Again, 5-0. We haven't been 5-0 in a very, very long time. I think it was the 1990 team was the last team. Um, I had somebody tweet their school picture to me uh, the day or the last time the Niners were 5-0, which is hilarious. You can check out my Twitter feed for that. It was pretty good. Um, what does this win tell the league about the 49ers? It tells us exactly what the score says. We have. The best, if if not the best, one of the best defenses in the NFL. Point blank. Our offense, eh, it's going to put up some points, but this is a defensive statement. Again, no team has scored over 20 points on us. No team. Five games, nobody scored 20 points. We're playing a top five offense in their house, and they scored seven on their first drive. Now, uh, how many drives did they have? Uh, Let's see here. Um, I'm missing it. I don't know why I'm missing this here. Their total drives, they had 11 total drives. So the last 10 drives, blanked. Zero points on the last 10 drives. If you do that, I don't care what your offense does. You're probably going to win. You're probably going to win the game. Um, This is a defensive statement. And so curious to see what's going to happen as we move forward because, it's pretty impressive. It's just, you gotta take it for what it is. You stop teams from scoring that many points, you allow them to score seven, you're gonna win the game. Uh, In your opinion, aside from the sack um, on Solly, how would you assess his play? He looked good on the inside. He was, um, Getting penetration. He was disrupting things up front. Yeah, I loved Solomon Thomas the last two games. Great job on the inside. We still put him out there for one series on the outside, and that was the one where they just drove right down the the side to the one yard line. Uh, Fortunately, we were able to keep him out. But yeah, Uh, Solly's great on the inside. I really wish, I think he should be the starter. And I think that he should lead snaps from the defensive interior next to Buckner. Um, um, Let's see here, he was mad, but it was the truth. Yeah, (laughs) you're talking about that uh, podcast again that I was on with the Rams. Yeah, that's very, very true. What do you think about the Vikings and the Panthers? They are playing well too. The Panthers, you've got to give it to them. They've won four games in a row with their backup quarterback. Defense is playing lights out. Christian McCaffrey, probably the MVP of the entire league right now. I know they always give it to a quarterback, which is stupid. But, um, yeah, Panthers are legit. And the Vikings, when the Vikings are on, they can beat anybody. The key is when the Vikings play in a primetime game, he always craps the bed. Kirk Cousins is not a primetime quarterback. If the lights are on, he's out of it. So I've always <laughs> – a big DFS player, Daily Fantasy, I bet. Uh, I put Kirk Cousins in so many lineups unless it's a primetime game. He's just not a primetime player. So, But, yeah, that defense is for real as well. Um, are you going to be on any Redskins podcasts this week? Probably. Um there's a couple different networks that try to get me to join their podcast for their team specific ones um, every week. I have not responded to any yet. Uh, it's a pretty busy week for the Chapman household. Um, we've got football games on Monday and Thursday for my boys, uh, respectively. So it's going to be a pretty busy week for me. Um, I still haven't committed to any non 49ers things yet, but I probably will. And. Man, I got to tell you guys, something new. I am working with an app developer. This is crazy. Uh, It's not finalized yet, but there's a lot of money already invested. It's going to be coming soon. Um, Where if you want to, (laughs) this is it for everybody. You'll be able to turn down the TV of the Niners game and listen to me and a fellow broadcaster breaking down live, um, and it's going to sync to your TV. So the audio would be me instead of, you know, Troy Aikman or Joe Buck. It's going to be someone that actually knows if Joe Staley's on IR or not. So stay tuned for that. I'm hoping to have an announcement. Um, everything's gone through the prototypical phase, it's, everything's looking good, just not finalized yet. But there, this is something that's going to be in the work again. Um. just because I, I think that this is going to be a great way to connect our audience. We're already ahead of the curve of a lot of just different sports podcasts with the videos and the – Breakdowns that's going to be later on in the week once the NFL releases coaches film. But I thought that this would be even better, man. Um, being able to break down the game as you're watching it and literally uh, you would just do it with your phone and you would sync it to whatever speaker you have, just turn down your TV and then you turn me up with a broadcaster and I would be doing the play-by-play. So uh, stay tuned for that. I am working a ridiculous amount of time behind the screens to make sure this is up. But the goal is we would have this ready for next week versus the Redskins. That's the goal goal uh, probably realistic goal it's going to be two weeks out but uh, stay tuned for that I'll give you all of the feedback and what's going on there um, let's see here RD has given up 10 points this week and we played two games um, in six days yeah 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 <laughs> Held the team the Browns to three points, right? And then we hold the Rams to seven points. This is the same Browns team that put up twenty eight points against the Seahawks and the Rams, we know who the Rams are. Our defense is for real. Yeah, I completely agree with you, David. Great point. Um sorry for all the questions. No way, man. Bring the questions. This is y'all's podcast. I'm gonna keep talking as long as you guys keep asking questions. I, I wanna make sure we cover this and enjoy this. When was the last time? that we as 49ers fans could enjoy this. So we can't have enough content right now because this is so badass. <laughs> we we got to treasure these 5-0 and times. Uh, this gets us through. If you remember just two years ago uh, when we were like, I think we were 0-4, And we lost all four games by three points or less. And we kept saying, man, we're so close. We're so close. If just this one thing went that way, then we would have won. Or if this thing went that way, we would have won. Well, guess what? The things are going our way. So uh, please bring the questions, whatever you guys want. I'm going to find a way to create that for you um, because this is, this is the time. This is awesome. And, you know, I did get a lot of backlash if you were on my Twitter feed because I was filming at the different tailgate parties and people were saying, where were these fans when we were owning for when we were, you know, whatever. Here's the deal with the way fandom works. You know, I teach high school and I'm around high school kids all day. They all love the Patriots, right? They all love LeBron James. They all love whoever's won recently. That's just the way kids are, and that's the way they're always going to be. But when new fans join you, that's a great thing, not a bad thing. Do you like bandwagoners? No, you don't. But if they're bandwagoners that come now, and then they stay through the rough times that eventually will show up, that's a true fandom, and, and so don't be the ones that are, oh, where were you? You're not a fan. <laughs> One of my favorite uh, interactions today was I had a Rams fan. He just walked up to me, and he asked me this question. He goes, are you from San Francisco? If not, you're not a real fan. Niners fan I I was kind of taken aback and I said okay are you from St. Louis <laughs> he, he literally turned around and just walked away um and so don't be that guy that, that guy sucks um welcome these new fans and yeah just make sure that you let them know you got to be here for the bad times too so if you're going to be with us be with us but you've got to stay with us uh, and that's just kind of the way I see it um let's see here is carolina a big threat moving forward we're gonna find out um we play them in about three weeks so if carolina is a big deal then yeah we're gonna find out very very soon um they're just one of those teams that's it's kind of interesting the way that they they do things because they're not blowing people out they're just very very efficient and their defense is good enough to kind of um keep the offense off the field and so whenever their team's out there they're still putting up points it's just slow methodical so again we have at the redskins at home versus the panthers then at carolina so that's our next three week stretch so uh, lots of stuff to look forward to not the difficult part of our schedule now after that it gets bananas but it's what it is. It's what it is. Um, do you think the NFL will randomly drug test RTC, Robert sala um, so hyped. yeah, uh, one, he's got this team playing like they're on steroids. And if you've seen him lately, that dude's added about 10 pounds of muscle, um, just from last season. So I think he might actually be on that as well. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, love it. I, I love how he gets out there on the field and welcomes his players coming off the field. I mean, the energy is wonderful. Um, uh yeah, uh, 150 viewers on the live show. Yeah, we're up to 182 now. We're on Twitch, YouTube, uh, Periscope. We're on everything. So just keep adding everything. Um, yeah, I wanted to meet up with a lot of different people. Uh, had an awesome time at all the tailgates. Wish I could have met more people. It was bananas though. There were so many people, um, out there. Uh, next question from George, did Debo stop on his route at the goal line on the interception? It looked like he was tackled. It really, really did. It looked like he was taken down, and whenever I saw the penalty on that, I was hoping that's what it was called, but it wasn't. I hated that play call. Uh, how often do we say that, though, as 49ers fans? We, we have the best play caller in the NFL, so... Uh, if you talk to any other NFL fan, they're going to, you know, whine and complain about the play calls and why don't we play this guy over that guy and all that stuff. We don't have to do that as 49ers fans very often. I didn't like the play call, but it's what it is. Um, I, I still would choose Kyle Shanahan over anybody else in the NFL, and I don't think it's really that close. So alright guys, really do appreciate it uh, just want to say we're going to a lot more content coming your way, I will be waiting for the rest of the coaches film to come out because again, uh, I didn't get to really watch this game on TV because I was at the game, so the view's a little bit different, so I'm going to wait uh, probably on Tuesday will be our uh, offensive breakdown and then Wednesday defensive breakdown, we've got a lot more stuff for you, and again if you have not already, please hit the like button and the retweet wherever you are, we're five. And know baby five and and0 oh, first place still undefeated we have a two game buffer just to make the wild card this is impressive um, lots of good things ahead so stay strong faithful we've got a lot more coming your way and i will be back with you guys very very soon
2: you know how to book flights and hotels